There's such a great atmosphere in the house today. I don't know whether you can feel it online at home, but there's just been a beautiful thread of worship through the communion message of God's heart for you guys today. And hopefully I can bring that to um, a bit more um, exposure, I guess, as I bring the word today. But before I start with the title of the sermon, I want to make a declaration today over your lives, over this church and over the challenges that we are facing. I want to make Psalm 118 a prophetic statement that whilst we may be dispersed, we are mighty, we are fearless, we are charged with victory, we have hope We have a future, we have strength, we have triumph, and we have God. So give me an amen on the chats this morning. Psalm 118 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And hasn't that been a catch cry this morning? Endurance in the house today. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, his love endures forever. And if anyone knows adversity, it is the writer of this psalm. The great King David, the great psalmist who survived the jealousy of King Saul, forcing him to flee and live a life of an outlaw. The great King David who arranged the death of a man. The great King David who survived the death of his son and then again survived an army led by his other son. And if that wasn't enough, the great King David who faced a deadly plague which infected his people. The great King David, the writer of this triumphant song of praise who clearly recognised that in the depths of his tragedies was the triumphs of God's. And the reason I'm so revved up today is not because I got to choose a great outfit to wear out the door today. I was so much choice, I couldn't, I was like, I don't know what to do with it, I'm so overwhelmed. But I'm revved up because of scriptures like this. You know, it's a timely reminder of who God is. And I believe wholeheartedly today that people need to be reminded of who the God is that we serve. That we have a song of triumph in us. And it's time to look at examples like King King David to see God's sovereignty as priority no matter what is bearing down on us. And whilst this sounds so easy and so optimistic and glass half full, the reality as we know it can be so much more complex. So if I, I'm going to be really transparent with you today. Last Thursday, when the announcement came through of the L word, and no, I'm not referring to love, so don't turn off, and I'm referring to the other L word, there was, I was literally in a state of shock. I don't know about you at home, but it just was just such a shock to 
to life. You know, in the morning I had, we had, I had 26 year 10s in my classroom, in my media class and we were working collaboratively and having great ideas and sharing discussions. We were making comic books and just like having a blast. And then rumours started circulating at lunchtime and there were text messages and emails and and then by three o'clock, I was reminding my year 11s to not to forget to take everything home just in case of a lockdown. Like, can you believe it? Like, Hollywood writers cannot write a plot that's, that's, that's like this. So, needless to say, I was feeling a little flat on Friday night. So, of course, I did what any good Christian girl would do. I reached for my Bible. No, I did not. I reached for the television remote. I was so over it and I started binging on some TV shows. And one of the shows I was watching, there was this great character, really complex and diverse, who I'd describe as like a serial optimist. And he said this, why don't we go and do what the man says and make today our masterpiece? And boy, did that kick me in the guts. Here I was, standing at the water tower of Pity City. Yet this quote resonated so powerfully with me. And I was reminded of what James had written in chapter 4, verses 14 to 15. It says this. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And I think what James is reminding us here is that we are wasting opportunities. And when our priorities are like out of whack or our priorities are focused on our internal mist of a life, instead of focusing on the, on the one guarantee, and that is God is in control, and it is his will that sets up tomorrow. We have no guarantees about what tomorrow will bring, but what we do know is that we have today. And that today can be our next masterpiece. So if you're taking notes, my sermon title is Make Today Your Masterpiece. A masterpiece purely by definition is a work of outstanding artistry, skill or workmanship. And outstanding is an exceptional standard. You know, I, was remem I remembered um, the first time I saw my favourite painting in the whole wide world, which is The Birth of Venus by Botticelli, and I saw it in Florence. You know, I'd seen this image so many times on posters and postcards, but to actually sit in front of the picture and look at the paint in minute detail and then to step back and take the whole piece in was overwhelming and breathtaking. And so to align this experience with this quote, make today your masterpiece, is to make the smallest minute details or actions in our day combine so that when we stand back, we have created a masterpiece of the day and have made a significant impact that people will remember 
and talk about for years to come. See, the point of a masterpiece is, is not so that the artist can lock his painting away or his work away in a room for his or, his or her eyes only, but it is out on show for all others to see and appreciate. So with that outward focus being the goal, I'm turning to the great Apostle Paul who often expresses about the outward focus of one's calling. And in Galatians 5.13, where I feel the Holy Spirit is guiding this message today, it says this, For you, brothers, were called to freedom, but do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another in love. And I think it's a really interesting, it's really interesting in this life challenge that we are navigating at the moment. Like that's the very thing that we feel we have lost, our freedom. You know, I'm having a vivid, actually a vivid recollection of Braveheart right now, so it's lucky that I'm not wearing a kilt. <laughs> but we may feel that our freedom is being taken away or we have lost a sense of freedom. But Paul who knew what loss of physical freedom was like, having been locked up under house arrest for two years. In 2 Corinthians says, um, in 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Paul clearly understood that it doesn't matter where or what physical freedoms are lost or taken away, because where the Holy Spirit is, we are free. And guess what? We carry the Holy Spirit in us. So we have freedom all day, every day. If you're a believer of Jesus, a follower of the Christ, the Son of the living God, then physical, schmizical. We are free all the days of our life. There is no greater freedom Nothing that is more empowering, more triumphant, more reassuring knowing that the freedom comes from Jesus Christ alone. A freedom from sin, a freedom from an unknown eternity, a freedom from eternal separation, a freedom that is entrenched in the goodness, mercy, grace and love of a saviour is the only freedom worth recognising. A freedom that doesn't need a physical space. It just needs the Holy Spirit in us to make a way. We still have a voice. We are blessed to have technology. We have five kilometres, so let's make it count. And so if we are truly about making today a masterpiece, it is not about painting a picture for our own personal enjoyment, holding on to this freedom for ourselves. But it is about looking at creating the masterpiece for others to enjoy. You know, my Friday was very inward focused. It was all about self and was all about my feelings and the feelings that I had lost my freedom. But it was only physical freedom that I had lost. But let's be reminded that we have no guarantees about what tomorrow will bring. 
And that might be comforting to you, for you to know that God is in control and that you don't have to worry about tomorrow because in Matthew 6.34 it says, tomorrow will take care of itself. But what I do want you to take away is that God can bring light to the darkest of situations. He can carry you through your difficulties and that there is a masterpiece inside you. But before I, before I close today, I do just actually quickly want to take a step away from what I've been talking about today because I feel it's just in my spirit to say this to, to people out there. Please hear my heart. I'm not here diminishing how anyone is or might be feeling. But because I know myself and I know how I think, um, what I actually was experiencing on Friday was just like self-destructive thoughts with an emotional undertone, like I was totally being Italian. But this wasn't a mental health issue, which I know is very real and very personal. And as Charles and the team have reiterated, please reach out, please check on each other and please speak up. And, but for me, I can only speak for myself. My own personal self-awareness knew that this was just me feeling sorry for myself. But if you have any doubts or feelings about your life, remember you have a family with us, you are loved and you've got this. So we are here for you if you need us. But for most of us, here is a question I want to leave you with today. How does love endure? The way love triumphs and the way God's perfect love will be seen by others is if we get about creating a masterpiece with our days, looking outwardly and using our freedom and the knowledge of God's perfect enduring love to serve one another. And you know what? I really am sitting in the seat because I'm, I'm literally talking to myself when I say this. Let's not sit around whinging about the situation. Oh my goodness, I've done that so much. It's not to pull down others. It's not to feel anger and bitterness about the situation. It's not to give up and think, what's the point? Because sometimes you've got to get up in the morning and put some clothes on just to make it feel like it's another day. But we need to find ways to serve one another in love. And let's face it, when we get busy with others, suddenly our problems are forgotten and our love tanks are full. It's when we make time for others, it's when we pick up the telephone, it's when we drop off a cake within our 5K zone, it's when we ring and offer to pick up groceries for our neighbours or leave a a cake at their door with a, like a social distancing measure. It's all this and then some. Again, that's not to say that there aren't bad days and they don't happen, but when they do and when they strike, remember there's a masterpiece in every one of us. And when you feel ready to pick up the paintbrush, just remember there is a loving Saviour who is watching and waiting to see the finished painting, to marvel at what masterpiece you've made of each day. Just remember, you have a triumphant praise song inside you. You also have an amazing masterpiece to be created, a life 
that is founded in endless hope and eternal future that is to be shared with others because of the freedom we have been given through Christ Jesus, working in you and through you. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I can't thank you enough for the fact that you provide us with hope and a future. Lord God, I just thank you and honour you today and give you all the glory that you, you have made our paths straight, Lord God. And you know the future beyond us and we don't have to worry about it. We just have to rest in the knowledge that you are God and you are in control. Heavenly Father, I pray that your perfect peace would just land on the homes of our congregation members, Lord God, today, that your, your peace would just dwell on the houses and in the hearts and the minds of, of those who may be struggling with the situation. Lord God, I just ask that you remind us that we have those masterpieces ready to be created. And in our thoughts through this week, you give us opportunities and plant ideas in our heads of how we can love on others. Lord God, I just praise you today, give you all honour and all glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thanks, guys.